Welcome to Nimie Kagito, a podcast where we discuss faith and search for truth. Some would say we're overthinking it. That is what the name means. It's Latin. How's that for overthinking it? Good evening. Hello, brother. How you doing? I'm okay. How you doing? Doing good. Oh, you're going to talk about your trip to Cabo? Yeah, Cabo was good. We, um, It was beautiful. It was really nice. Uh, it was, was all-inclusive, and they were more geared toward quantity rather than quality of food. So the food was uh, not what I expected. It was kind of trough kind of feeding. <laughs> um, you know, so go and hog out, and you're in good shape. But to some of the a la carte evening things were a little better. Some of the steaks were good, and so ATV ride was probably one of my favorite things. It was a blast. I mean, it was it was crazy fun. But uh, didn't really get a chance to walk around, um, you know, downtown Cabo um, or anything like that. We pretty much stayed on the resort until we went over and did the ATV and then just rode back. So it was fun. It was uh, it was a really good time. It was a it's a beautiful place. Uh, you know, it's one of those situations where you go and live high on the hog and um, right around you uh, in every direction are people who are who are uh, poor and not uh, living as high on the hog as we were living. So, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of weird, but uh, it's weird. The, uh, the state that Cabo is in, at least the part we saw, it's like, looks like there's some money being uh, infused into it with some of the things look like some of the old resorts that, uh, you know, were maybe really great back in the day. We're getting some facelifts, new stuff being built in. So, I was a little worried. Uh, I felt like I needed to wear like a T-shirt that says, no, I don't support Donald Trump, so I wouldn't get shot. Uh, <laughs> he's probably not the most popular person in the, in Mexico right now. And uh, if anybody looks like a gringo, I look like a gringo. I agree. So you look they, like a gringo. <laughs> I do look like a big old gringo. So they say, ah, oh, Donald Trump gringo, kill him. <laughs> so, uh, so I didn't I didn't walk on the streets much, but there were some nice people. It's it's so wild. We're like uh, you know one of those infinity pools looking out uh, over the Sea of Cortez. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen the picture of like the Ark, like in the rock. There's this this kind like of like the Noah's Ark. Uh, not exactly. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, this uh, this rock formation separates the Sea of Cortez from the the uh, Pacific Ocean. And uh, so we were, you know, looking out over that and the waves are just crashing right there on the, it was, it was I guess, all the activity of of uh, typhoons and hurricanes stirring it up. They were big waves. And uh, but between the ocean and the infinity pool, here are these people, you know, carrying sunglasses and carrying blankets. And ah, amigo, amigo. And they'd hold it up. And if you make eye contact, you're screwed because they like. They just, you know, then they go through all their, their goods. You know, I'm like, dude, I am not looking to buy from you. I'm sorry I made eye contact with you. <laughs> it was an accident. I wish you, you bought know? one. I love those. I bought a couple of those in in uh, in Mexico one time. And yeah. they are the best blankets. You lay them everywhere. They're, they last forever. They're awesome. Well, we got one. We, we did like this uh, little... We got uh, we tried to save on our, our trip, like, from the airport to where we stayed and then back, so... 
um, and then the ATV ride and stuff. So we went and looked at one resort, like uh, I think it was Saturday morning that morning. So got a taxi ride and uh, looked at it, and they, you know, they tried to they try to sell you basically a timeshare and um you know and to some people it'd probably be a great deal it wasn't to me at all because i don't want to spend that much money and be trapped into kind of one set anyway you know it's, it's for some people and not for me but they are this guy's a really good salesman you know he's good when i doubt myself and i'm like wow oh, maybe that maybe that would be a good idea <laughs> and then I, I shake my head and go come on jackass he's, he's selling you a bill of goods <laughs> get up and walk away what the hell's wrong with you <laughs> and Sarah's looking at me and she's way smarter and wiser than I am but I think she was exercising her you know I'm, I'm gonna make you let I'm gonna I, we'll make the decision together but I'm looking at you and I'm like why the hell are you looking at me you know this is a no why am I the one having to say it <laughs> so and then you know it's like okay yeah no problem and then they you know and then they take you into another room and he's like well you know, you can do this and this, and you know, we only sell this to single moms and such and such, and it's a great deal. And we're like, um, no, uh, I think I said no about five minutes ago, but uh, <laughs> thanks for trying again. So then, okay, one more person just to make sure we were fair. So they sit down, I was like, so was he fair? Was he good? He's like, yeah, he's a great guy, great salesman. I mean, he almost had me. And, um, <laughs> and then he turns the thing over, okay, so if we could give you this, and I was like, dude. This is the third time I freaking said no, and I just, I like threw the sheet at him. I'm like, let me go. I want my blanket, okay? <laughs> Give me my blanket. I earned it. <laughs> Dang! It's just like, come on. It's like, I, I know a guy who got a boat out of it. A boat. A boat. They got a boat from going on one of those. Now, it's one of those inflatable boats that's like a little dinghy kind of thing. <laughs> but, but it was a boat. They were happy. They didn't care. <laughs> In fact, I think wherever they were, it was really hot. So it was an air condition. So they were actually glad to get out of the heat for a little bit. Oh, man. And get a boat. Yeah, that was good. We uh, Yeah, it wasn't a total loss. And we saw the facility. It was really nice. Saw another section that you know, if we wanted to, we could have um, gone swimming in that section right in front of, and that was that was a really nice resort. But uh, you know, it's just like um, much better price on the, you know the rides back and forth to the to the uh, airport. You know, so and the uh, and the Mexican the the large quantity of Mexican food didn't give you like Montezuma. Uh, oh, yeah, I think I I thought I told you. Yeah, I remember. Um, <laughs> You did like, tell me what I want to hear again. Oh, yeah, so bad. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it was bad. Um, it was it was rougher for a little bit. I I don't think I've been that sick. Like not Montezuma's, just the whole thing. Cause I drank too much. I ate way too much. I think I was. I mean, I don't think I ever got hung over like the next day. I think the next whole week when I got back, I was hung over though, just from the <laughs> whole trip. So. Um, it was fun. The pool was really nice. The ocean was gorgeous. The, um, the company was wonderful. It was nice to kind of catch up with my wife and, and, uh, enjoy that. So, so yeah, I, 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 next week I'm going to, to China and, oh, then to Japan. And, awesome. and so I got last week, I got some shots and, and, you know, they, my work does that, to, you know, just protect you as you go out so i got a flu shot a tetanus shot and a typhoid shot oh. and i was asked i was asked about the typhoid i'm like i don't even know what typhoid is she said well i'll tell you the nurse did and she's she's reading off the symptoms right she says you'll feel achy 
I feel achy all the time. I feel, you know, it's like normal, right? <laughs> you you'll get a headache. I always got a headache. <laughs> she said, you, you may have a loss of appetite. I'm like, oh, that might be good. I lose a little bit of weight. And then she said, there's a 30% chance of dying. I'm like, oh, that's a bummer. Give me the shot. <laughs> she, she, she pulled out the shot and gave it to me. Oh, that thing. It, was, it didn't hurt that day, but it hurt the next day. Uh-huh. Maybe it was that in the tetanus shot. I only got two arms and I got three shots. So you, you do the math. <laughs> I got the flu in one of them. Oh, flu shot. yeah, that one's pain. That can be painful. Yeah, they're all that way. <laughs> I wasn't very happy with what she was talking about with the typhoid thing. She, she said that in Japan, you can eat anything. They, they're they very clean. Oh, Even yeah. Raw stuff, whatever you want. Oh, but yeah. China's a little bit different. So, oh, really? Yeah. China doesn't have quite the, the hygiene levels of the thing. Oh. I was... <laughs> But at least I don't have Korea's problem. When I was in Korea one time, this was probably 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I was in Korea and I was eating eating lunch with this one guy. And he told me, he said, he said, oh, yeah, here in Korea, you know, it's illegal to eat dog. I'm like, oh, really? It's illegal? He said, yeah, it's illegal to eat dog. I said, really? Nobody eats dog? He says, oh, yeah, we eat it, but it's illegal so the tourists don't think they're eating dog. <laughs> I thought, oh my goodness! Now I think I'm eating a dog. <laughs> oh my gosh! You think you're eating dog? I thought. Well, I, I looked at everything twice. Wow! <laughs> so it's illegal, but only so that the t- the uh, tourists don't think they're eating it. That's right. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? Was it a good dog? Uh, everything I ate there was good except for the kimchi, which I don't, I'm not a big fan of kimchi. Oh, okay. I don't even know what that I, is. It's like a, it's like a fermented cabbage. Kind oh, of. yeah, 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 yeah. Is it kind of like vinegary? It, it is vinegary, but it's also really spicy, right? So it'd be, it'd sort of be like sauerkraut, right? But it's a lot of, there's a lot of korean spices in it too i had some in dc when we went to a korean restaurant with uh, sarah's korean friend i liked it it was it was was very like tangy and very spicy so yeah yeah i've tasted it it's i kind of liked it but i have a weird sense of taste i mean it's i I love everything well you know like dill pickles and anything sweet and mustardy and but i imagine the actual real thing not the americanized even at a korean restaurant actually in korea was probably the real deal because it didn't like fermented yeah it's what you said fermented, it's fermented. so it was basically yeah, yeah. rotting starting to rot or something well no it doesn't doesn't rot because it's fermented right the fermenting yeah. process creates creates you know kills the bacteria in it so so it, it it'll last a long time but uh, it does you know it's got whatever flavor they put in it yeah um it wasn't it wasn't bad but it's just that. I tell you what was bad though. One time I was I was teaching in in Malaysia, mm-hmm. and, and I was I was I was doing it, and that and one of the persons said, "Hey, we're going out for lunch. What do you would you like to get?" And and I'd heard of the durian fruit. Have you heard of the durian fruit? No. So the durian. I read this in the Wall Street Journal one time, and and that's what made me interested in, in saying, "Hey, is it possible, you know, to maybe get a durian?" Well, <laughs> durian is about the size of a little tiny melon. Right. Uh-huh. Like a cantaloupe. It's like a cantaloupe size. Yeah. But it's but it's elongated. But it's got these big spikes on it. So yeah. imagine these like one inch spikes on the edges of this thing. Uh-huh. It grows about a hundred feet in the air. 
And so the people who harvest these things, you can't, they don't go up there, right? They wait for them to fall. But they wear hell art hats because these things fall and they'll, they'll kill you oh if you're not God. careful. But they won't let these things on, like, international flights or mm-hmm. on airplanes or in, in taxi cabs because they say they stink so bad. Uh, so if they, if they put them on, a, on an airline, what they'll actually do is they'll cut an inner tube. They'll stuff these things in. They'll fold it over and they'll vulcanize it shut so that it can't none of the smell can get out of this <laughs> big sealed rubber thing. Was it good? Well, I, I went, went to go check it, right? So they took us to this little roadside stand and you picked whichever they picked one for me. They cut it open and it sort of inside was sort of like a waxy kind of fruit, but it was like a little tumor in, you know, like it had like eight or ten tumor looking things in it. Huh which was had a seed in the center and then a waxy outside. And so I try it and it's, it's got a really weird flavor. And I'm trying to figure out what it is. And it's really sweet when you first bite it, but then it has this aftertaste. And you're like, what in the world is that? And it dawned on me what the issue is. So it's a real sweet fruit, but the aftertaste is like a red onion. Oh. And that's what your breath smells like. So I go back to teaching. I teach for another two hours. And then at the end, you know, everybody's packing their stuff up. And they go, they go, oh, somebody in the dirty. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That was me. Because <laughs> <laughs> they smell my breath. That's all I, was <laughs> I feel bad for them. Like this durian. <laughs> what did it smell like when they cracked it open? It, it smells like onion. Oh, okay. So it smells like a red onion, but but it's kind of weird because you're eating this, you know, it's a real sweet fruit, and then the aftertaste is that red onion. Weird. Taste. Yeah, it's really kind of weird. Well, cool. You, you got to tell uh, 15 minutes on that sometime. I just did. Oh, sweet. Okay. We're Record taping it. what we're doing, so. We're recording what we're doing. Okay, excellent. So what else are we talking about tonight? What, what was on yeah, You want to talk about the Jesus lizard? Yeah, let's do Jesus lizard. Yeah, I was at the doctor today with uh, my daughter, and um, and you know she's got this this uh, mad cow disease. No, actually, it's uh, hand foot and mouth disease. I hope it's not mad cow. I don't think it's the same thing. But, <laughs> yeah, um, that would be really bad. <laughs> yeah. So I call my wife and I say, "Honey, the doctor just said she has to put." Uh, Corinne in the hospital. She's like, what? I'm like, no, just kidding. It's it's actually hand, foot, and mouth disease. Uh, so the way that you you uh, break the news is really important. Uh, do you ever have situations where you uh, have had to break uh, the news to your wife about something and it turned out uh, either yeah. everybody, well or not so well? Everybody's different. So you go for the shock them with the worst case and then they feel good about the best, huh? Right. Yeah, that's not my 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 job. What I do is I have to go as fast as I can. Right. So, so imagine I'm trying to tell my wife, like my son got in an accident, right? A little fender bender. He hit, he hit somebody or no, somebody hit him and, and it broke one of the tail lights, Right. But if I try to tell it like that, that's way too slow. So you got to think about how fast you could say whatever it is you need to say. So it went like this. Eli got in an accident. He's fine. $25. Right? I gave all the important information. Now I can go out and go, okay. That was $25. It's just a light. He got, you know, he got rear-ended. But as long as she knows everything is fine, then everything's okay. Right? I got caught the other day with my youngest son who, who um, 
you know, it was like grandpa had written him a note. The picture was of grandpa on his, I think it was Facebook that he was on. And it was grandpa's picture. And then, you know, he, he's young. He doesn't know it wasn't grandpa. Um, but he, you know, he had to, um, he was writing him and, and grandpa said, you really need to look into to doing this thing, you know, and signing up for something. And, you know, it was, it was one of those come alongs where they're trying to get you, let me hook you up with such and such. And I'm like, and then they asked where is, I think it was his address. And, and that's when I kind of got involved where I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Grandpa knows your address. He doesn't need to ask your address. Oh. <laughs> so what are you doing? And he showed me the thing and he felt horrible about it. And it's, it's talked to a, like a, a deputy sheriff. And really, if you think about it, he, he didn't give his, his address, right? He, he didn't give any real personal information. Yeah. Um, they were trying to scam him and trying to get him into something, but, but really that didn't happen, right? And so the worst case that you would think is identity theft in this kind of case, because they don't know where he's from, mm -hmm. right? Um, but man, that was a nightmare to try to tell my wife, right? Because <laughs> how do you, because I can't, you know, what am I going to say? Uh, Sheen, email my dad and, you know, it just, it just, it drew out too slow. And she's asking questions the whole time. It's like peppering me. I'm trying to cross, you know, as fast as I can, try to get through this thing. No, I got dragged into the mire the whole time. I was trying to, and I was trying to think of a, like a metaphor to use that would be like, right? So I, I, I trying to describe it like you're in a lion's den and you got to be really quiet to tiptoe through the lion's den or else they'll get you, right? But that's not exactly right. That's not what it's like. So I'm like, what is it like? It's like a Jesus lizard. That's what it's like. <laughs> you ever seen those Jesus lizards? There's like these lizards that run across a pond as fast as they can, and they run on top of the water. It's really amazing. Look at it on YouTube. And if they slow down, they sink. That's what the metaphor is. That's the right one. Nice. Because, man, I have to tell it as fast as I can. If I told if I did yours, I'd be out on the on the deck sleeping at night. <laughs> give it, give her a bad case. She punched me in the nose, and then she, she's a nice lady, but not that nice. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus lizard, I like that. You guys look up the Jesus lizard, man. If you ever seen these things, they're just amazing. They got these big feet in the back. They kind of stand on their back feet, and they ru start running across. And, in you know in normal speed, <laughs> all you see is they're across the water. Yeah. In slow speed, you should see these things. They're like running through. It's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you tell your wife in Jesus lizard style. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I know she appreciates it. Uh, so I just want to know how you. How did you tell her about uh, Sheen and that situation, Jesus Lizard style? Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't figure out a oh, way to no. do it. So I ended up getting bogged down the whole way. No, no, no. He's okay. He he got it. In, you know, and he, he did this. He was texting somebody, and they weren't there. Oh, what is it? Did he get? You know, no, no. He's fine. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's okay. It doesn't work, right? You got. So it was just a. It was hard. By the time I got done. You know, really, if she she'd let me finish the story, I'd have had it all out in like three minutes. But it took fifteen <laughs> to tell the whole story, answer the questions all along the way. Oh, uh, you've taught me something. <laughs> I think your style would probably be a lot better <laughs> than than yours. <laughs> yes, because that immediate shock can be hazardous to one's health, and I think yes, more right. mine than hers. <laughs>
<laughs> Could be. <laughs> so let's talk about infallibility of the Bible or inerrancy of the Bible. Okay. Which do you think you like better? Just emotionally, when you hear it, which one do you go, I like that one better? I have to go with the first one, the infallibility mm-hmm. rather than the inerrancy. Because? Because inerrancy to me means that it is completely without error. And yes. for me, I don't, it's not necessary for my faith that the Bible be completely without error in every um, jot and tittle. So, so when you think about inerrancy, that means there's no error, right? right. That means I can write a shopping list that has no errors in it. I spelled everything right. I got the complete list. I got it all right. Right. That's inerrant. Right. It's a lower standard than infallible. Infallible says it will never fail. So if I predict that the weather is going to be rainy and 62 at you know 5 a.m. next week, I'm predicting the future. That's infallible. So infallible is actually a much, much harder um, standard to meet than inerrant. I can't be infallible when it comes to predicting the weather, but I can be inerrant in writing what my prediction is. I can have perfect grammar. I write that out. You know, my spelling is fine. It's funny that we get used to words. There are certain words that take on certain connotations that we get used to those words, but when we really look at what we're you know, what we believe in it, you know, we, we make that decision. Evangelical is another one of those words that's that way. The word evangelical was a long time ago, probably in the 40s, was sort of a, a reaction to the fundamentalists. The fundamentalists sort of withdrew from society and created their own schools and where the evangelical said, look, we only have like five tenets for evangelicalism. And one of those was the was inerrancy and infallibility of the Bible. That was one for the evangelicals. Yeah. Right. Then a belief in the physical resurrection of Christ. There were like five of them. I don't remember all five of them. Mm-hmm. But but just five key things, and one of them was biblical inerrancy. Um, that made you an evangelical. Well, now when you hear evangelical in the news, a lot of times that's you're a Republican. Right. It has nothing to do with the original meaning of the word. Yeah. Right? So the word over time takes on a different meaning. Right. Um, I was, and I was listening to, to one guy that I really, uh, really respect. I can't think of his name. I'll have to insert it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like one of those bad. <laughs> you, you are, you have come to the, seventh caller in line right <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> people who would consider themselves evangelicals are saying oh we don't want to be evangelical we need to think of a new word for ourselves in in that regard because you see the headlines that say 85 percent of the evangelicals voted for trump or you know believe in such and such where we're really just because somebody calls themselves evangelical doesn't mean they believe in infallibility or inerrancy of the bible doesn't believe in the virgin birth you know they don't have to believe in the the five key elements of the evangelicalism yeah 
I think that a lot of times people, well, my theory is people tend to think, see the word evangelical and now equate it with fundamentalism. Where fundamentalism has become a bad word, it's more acceptable to call oneself an evangelical and be classified in that in that group of people who people assume have certain beliefs about them. And it's kind of a catch-all word for people who are Christian people who don't really think for themselves, right? It's that group think thing that has been classical fundamentalism. Uh, people, it's more important that you think alike rather than uh, think for yourself and develop your own faith based on your relationship with Christ. Yeah, I don't see that with the fundamentalists. Um, that may be the way they are now, but when they first started out, really they just had five fundamental things that they were really key on. Um, after the, it was a Scopes monkey trial, right, where they lost the Scopes monkey trial, uh-huh. the, the trial against evolution. The fundamentalists decided, well, we're going to take our toys and we're going to go by ourselves, right? So they withdrew from the larger world and created their own universities, right? The Bob, Bob Jones University and uh-huh. that was in the fundamental stripe. Um, What's the one in Lynchburg? Is that Bob Jones? Liberty University? Liberty, that's the other yeah, one. Liberty University. So, uh-huh. so they sort of pulled off by themselves and then sort of led by Billy Graham and, and even he called himself an evangelical and was pulling people to him. Mm-hmm. right where he was saying no let's engage with the community and, and be active with people and that's where they started getting active in in politics mm. you know they started working the fundamentalists pulled off were not active in politics the evangelicals were active in politics and you see billy graham with all the he was sort of the country's de facto pastor Mm-hmm. Right, and was always with we, every one of the presidents wanted to be seen with him because they wanted to get a little bit of his a boost from his being seen with him. Yeah, and so they were engaged in the community, engaged with stuff where people who are strictly Republican will call themselves evangelicals, even though they don't show up at church, don't, <laughs> don't right. pray. All right, well, look at um, Jerry Falwell, late Jerry Falwell at Liberty University and and what started at the church, Thomas Road Baptist Church, and he ran for president, what was it, back in the 80s. I mean, talk about an evangelical getting pretty intimate into politics. He he was a presidential candidate. Yeah. Yeah, I met the guy. He's he's very charismatic. He's very friendly. He'll kind of draw you in. He's got a great personality. Uh, but uh, he, he uh, I think at times my own opinion is that sometimes he mixed politics and and faith a little bit too intimately. Yeah. So and we started this because we talked about, you know, how words take on a different meaning over time, yes. depending on what, what kind of baggage gets loaded on them. And, and it's funny because I've seen people saying we need to abandon evangelical. It's got all this other baggage and we don't want to be part of it. All right. Well, what other lang- what other word do you want to take on? Exactly. I remember um, when I was interviewing uh, for my um, ordination into ministry, one of the questions that was asked, this was back in in rural parts of of Virginia. The question was, did the Acts really uh, sink the Old Testament story of 
of uh, the X and whether it floated or, or sank. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, the story of going against the nature of what an ax would do, um, given the power of God and, and, and then would it sink or float. And so <laughs> I, I didn't even know that story when I saw the, the question. I was like, what ax are we talking about here? <laughs> I was like, you need to fail me right now because I don't know anything about this dang axe that you're talking about. That's funny. <laughs> but that was kind of one of the, the litmus tests on whether you believed that the scripture was infallible or inerrant. You know, is this just a story that they tell or was there actually an axe that, that uh, you know, floated versus sank? Well, that would be inerrant, right? So, so. It's an error if if it really happened, right? But it's yeah. infallible if he predicts something and and it comes true, right? That's a higher level of importance. <laughs> it's kind of kind of funny though the way that works. What would you call yourself? Do you call yourself an evangelical? Ah, the the way that it's been thrown around, I am afraid to call myself an evangelical. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not really good at like classifying myself really with any group because I don't feel safe doing that. I think that's really, especially at times like right now, the way that the political and religious and, and really societal way things are going. I think there is such a tremendous amount of societal regression right now um in our in our society and therefore i think not only have we seen things like the events in charlottesville not only we've seen a an outrageous type of reaction on both sides to the supreme court nominee and uh because the level of polarization it just absolutely blows me away so to classify myself as an evangelical or um, sometimes even a Christian, I mean, go to the place of I am a, a Christ follower rather than classifying myself as a Christian because there's, again, there's baggage with every word. So, yeah. And I'm sure that there is baggage with Christ follower, but uh, that's the safest that I see right now. Yeah. Uh, I am a follower of Jesus, and I feel like the more I classify myself with a group, I'm putting myself into a polarized position that once I do that, I'm automatically assumed to be against another group of people that that's not what I consider my faith to be. Yeah. You know, a, a divider, a differentiator. I want to be differentiated on an individual level, not based on the group of people I identify myself with. Yeah. 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 I think for me, it depends on who you're talking to, too. Right. If you're talking to someone who's a Christian and they're asking you, would you consider yourself? You know, I may I may tell them. Yeah, I'm evangelical. I believe the Bible is inerrant, infallible. I believe that Jesus Christ did bodily rise. I believe that the virgin, in the virgin birth, right? So the, those things that were key key to the evangelicals, I do believe that. And if I'm talking to someone who's sort of on that, you know, as a Christian, I might call myself that. If I were to talk to those who are not Christians, right? Um, I, it was. Dr. Robert God, uh, Godfrey, who's talking about evangelicals and the words that, that was used, and he said, you know, if you're using the word evangelical to mean those five things, right, those sort of the core beliefs of what needs to, what we're talking about, 
then it has one meaning, right? But the way we sort of use it in popular culture is that it's another, evangelical is sort of another, what do you call us, like, like Presbyterian and Baptist and Methodists. Denominations. Denominations, yeah. So if you, if you look, he said that evangelical a lot of times is used as another denomination, right? It's, it's a sort of a core belief that you, you agree with everybody else on and there's no distinctives to it, right? It doesn't include the distinctives of the, the Lutherans. It doesn't include, you know what I'm saying? Those are all, but if you're evangelical, you're, you've got your own little denomination. And so when you're talking to someone who's not a Christian, that's sort of the impression they get when you are talking to them. And that's not the impression I want to get. I, my personal, my personal preference um, is reformed. Huh. That's what I like to tell people I am. Cause, and, and that, that takes a lot of baggage on um, mm-hmm. because, you know, I believe, I believe in predestination and five point, five point tenets of, of the tulip, right? The, the reformed belief. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and not, not everybody does. In fact, most people don't. I'm sort of an oddity that way. And so <laughs> I like calling myself a, a reformed because nobody else wants to call me a reformed. You know, it's not a slang word right. as much. Yeah, that um, that's news to me. I, I, had, uh, I don't think I've gotten into the details of where you are uh, coming from on kind of where you, how you would classify yourself. So that's... That's really interesting stuff. Um, we do have a lot of <laughs> you say that like, you know, that's really uh, that's we, you cutting your arm off like that is a really interesting. <laughs> the lady at the uh, golf tournament who got hit in the eye and exploded her eye—that uh, that was really interesting stuff there. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> was that one of those? Thanks for sharing. You know, you really there's you know they're saying shut up, right? <laughs> but but they're just being nice about it instead of I really appreciate that. That's really good. You know, you can tell the difference, right? That's what you're saying. <laughs> and I've been working on this marriage thing, uh, you know, going through and just trying to work on keeping things alive. But we had kind of a, a little uh, little ditty the other day. That I have to admit, I did not handle very well. I, I won't get into details, but it ended up, and it sounded like this over dinner. Help me figure out uh, what we're going to have for dinner. Um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not in the mood really to uh, help you figure out what's for dinner. That's, that's really not on my plate today. I, I took Corinne to school and I picked her up and that's pretty much all I'm going to do today. <laughs> not a good thing to say to the woman cooking your meal. <laughs> so, she, and so I kind of lost my stuff and she was actually very kind. She was patient. She was kind, which really made me angry and kind of <laughs> kept me going. <laughs> that was not the right way to get me to calm down. <laughs> so we get to dinner and I said, I finally just said, well, let's just 
fix a sandwich and fix your own sandwich. I'll fix mine and we'll be happy. And she made a good point. Like, well, you have a child that needs to eat too. Like, oh, the child can go all night without food. Not, <laughs> not the right thing to say. Um, give her a grape. That was the other wrong thing to say. But she, my wife, the, the kind, uh, loving woman she is, made me a sandwich, you know, and, and pulled out uh, some other stuff. So she uh, put it down and I was thinking, eating now but here was a sandwich she made for me and uh i said um i felt bad so i was like you know not like boldly but kind of under my breath you know thanks for making the sandwich before i got those words out thanks for making the sandwich for me she said don't (laughs) (laughs) she said don't do it and i could not believe what i said next because I'd had absolutely no pre-thought before I said it. <laughs> I just, it just came right out. Well, I didn't really want to say thanks anyway. <laughs> I felt like I needed to be the Jesus lizard at that moment. 